0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Manic Manor Podcast. This is Mitchie. I hope you all are having a wonderful holiday season, and as we kick off the holiday season, I want to get into some more urban legends. Now unlike the previous two legend episodes that I did that were in the Appalachian region, we're going to go over into South Korea and talk about some of their scary stories and legends that they have. Some of them may sound similar to other Asian legends, but we're going to go ahead and dive in. The first one that we're going to talk about is called The Elevator Game. The Elevator Game is a supernatural-slash-urban legend game that was popularized in shows such as Kaedam on Netflix. Whether or not it originated in South Korea or Japan isn't necessarily known, but it is extremely popular in South Korea, with many claiming that Korea was the start of the legend now internet forums in the early 2010 showed basic rules of play in this game and that there would be grave consequences if you did not follow the rules to an absolute t now i'm going to go ahead and just list out the rules and whether or not you want to play it is entirely up to your discretion but the rules are as follows rule one play alone you're not allowed to play with a partner or in groups otherwise the game won't work rule two The building has to be at least 10 stories and be able to reach each story. Garages and basements don't count as floors. It has to be 10 floors from the ground floor up. Number three, the most imperative rule. You cannot talk to anyone or anything. Number four, if someone happens to come into the elevator as you play, you cannot complete the game. Leave the building. However, an exception lies when you reach floor 5. Number 5, leave if you feel uncomfortable without speaking to a single person. However, you have to leave before you reach floor 10. And rule 6, be aware of your surroundings at all times. The game doesn't seem to have a time frame on when it can be played though. But most opt to do it at night for the creepy factor, plus you're less likely to be interrupted by people trying to ride the elevator. If you do decide to play the game, there are particular steps to do in order to successfully play this game. And I'm going to read those as well. One, enter into the elevator. Try to avoid pressing the down button at any given time. Two, make sure no one else is there when it arrives. If somebody is in the elevator, wait for the next one. 3. Once on, press the button to go to floor 4. 4. Do not get off when it reaches floor 4. Press the button to go to floor 2. 5. Continue to stay on the elevator, and then press the button to go to floor 6. 6. Stay on floor 6, and then press the button to go back down to floor 2 seven stay on the elevator and go to floor 10 and finally go to floor 5 now if we're gonna go back and say with the rules remember that there was a fifth floor exception that is when you reach the fifth floor there is a woman that is supposed to be standing there and she may or may not get on the elevator but it's crucial that if she does get on this elevator you cannot talk to her Do not speak to her, do not look to her, avoid any kind of odd like eye contact, do not make any sound. If you ignore the warnings and you speak to her, she may just want to keep you forever or possibly harm you. It's said that you need to stay on the elevator even when the woman is in the elevator with you. Just press the button to go down to the first floor. Two things are said to happen with this. The game will end and fail if it stops on the first floor. You need to get off the elevator and don't attempt the game again. Don't even look back and you have to wait at least a day before trying to play the game again. Or the second outcome is the elevator instead of going to the first floor will go up to the 10th floor and this means that the game has been completed and you've succeeded in playing it. It said that you don't need to panic or try to press uh, press the first floor button. It won't work. Once the elevator stops at floor 10, it'll open into a void, or what they say is another dimension. You can either get off the elevator or you can stay on the elevator, but be prepared that your phone may not work. If it does, they say you're free to take photos, but the darkness probably isn't going to let any of those photos come out. Uh, You can also potentially become disoriented and time will seem to pass pass unusually fast. Make sure that when you do try to leave, you make sure that it's the elevator that you came on because apparently you can get confused and there's multiple different illusions. And if you don't get on the very elevator that you came on you'll be stuck forever. When you get back, once you're on the elevator, Press the button to go down to the fourth floor, and then you retrace your steps from the previous rules that I listed above. Like once you're on floor four, press two, then six, then two, ten, five, and finally one. Be prepared that the elevator will rise. If it does, you'll need to cancel it by pressing any button other than one and ten before you reach floor nine. And apparently, it should help you get back down to the first floor and it's important to make sure that when you reach that first floor to make sure that everything appears to be normal before you leave the elevator if it doesn't continue those steps until everything seems to be normal you have to be absolutely sure that you are indeed on the first floor otherwise you'll be stuck some things about this game if you've played it it's the possibility that spirits may attach themselves to you. They may follow you home. That's what the forums say. Uh, Sometimes these spirits aren't necessarily friendly spirits. You may mysteriously get sick, end up having hallucinations. Uh, Another common one is potential sleep paralysis, but, you know, it's all just part of the game. Or is it? Going on to our next tale is The Darkest Day. This one isn't so much an urban legend as a part of culture and history, but I thought it was pretty interesting myself. There's a belief that on the darkest day of the year, spirits cross the threshold and enter into the world of the living. For Korea, this is a day known as Dongji, or the winter solstice, usually around the 21st or 22nd of December. The day was the shortest, giving in to longer nights. Families in Korea in the past, and even some families today, would have a meal called pachuk. Uh, this is a Korean dish consisting of red bean porridge. And the dish contained these red beans and flour or rice flour dumplings. And it was believed that the red in the dish would dismay evil spirits as the spirits hated the color red. Some people say it's because it looked like blood and it scared the spirits. But either way, spirits did not like the color red. Not only did the past see families eating the porridge to maintain positive energy and keep away spirits, but it was also known that families would sprinkle red beans at the entryway of their homes to absorb any negative energy as well. If you've listened to the Dark Side of Soul podcast, they did a whole thing on warding off evil spirits, and Sean went into detail about Sal and all that, and it's a really good episode if you want to check that out and get a more in-depth version on you know, the darkest day and the red beans. And that does it for that. So we're going to move on to the next one. This is one that I did, I think it's been about a year ago now, on the Jairo Ghost. Mentioned in an earlier episode, the Jaiuro Ghost is a woman that is claimed to haunt the highway strip between Pachu and Goyang north of Seoul. The road's known for having a lot of accidents due to the foggy weather, poor visibility, and lack of street lights. Now, while these accidents can easily be explained away by what I mentioned just earlier, many people who have driven on this road all seem to have this same synopsis and claim to see a woman who they sometimes believe is the cause of these accidents. The woman is stated to appear to be in a white gown with long black hair and wearing sunglasses, or so they think. People will drive by and become curious as this is a very you know destitute road, there's not a lot going on there, so it's not really common for anybody, let alone a woman, to be walking that road at night. So as she's walking, some people say she's either trying to hitchhike or she's simply walking down the road. So when people drive by, they'll slow down, try to get a look at this woman, or they'll gl- like glance at her in their mirror. And once they actually get a look at this woman, to either help her or just out of pure curiosity, they realize that she's not actually wearing glasses, but that her eyes are missing, and there's nothing but gaping black holes. Naturally, not many people have stuck around to figure out this story, why she was there, or why the hell her eyes were missing. Now, the woman's appearance on the road has been known since the early 2000s, Her identity never has really been confirmed, but there are many theories. There was a special that aired in 2007 with a claimed medium channeling what happened or what they said happened. The medium claimed that this was the spirit of a woman who had died on the road, and she said that the cause of this woman's death was that she was strangled in 2002, not far from the area where most people claim to have seen her. The medium also claimed that the murderer ended up being arrested in, like, 2005, but there was never any follow-up on this claim. And if that was the case, if it was true and her murderer was arrested, then a lot of people would wonder why would her spirit still haunt the area she died in. But regardless, the Woman on the Jairo is still a very spooky story, and it's best not to drive in that area at night if you can avoid it at any given time. Moving on to our next story. This is the Red Mask Woman. She's also known as the Slipmouth Woman. This is a story that you hear in Japan as well. Um, similar to the counterpart of Kuchisake Ona, this legend comes and takes a jab at cosmetic surgery in South Korea. Now it's the spirit of a woman who they say is the victim of a less than successful cosmetic procedure. She gets the name Red Mask Woman because she's wearing a red surgical mask. If you meet this woman, the tales vary from person to person, but it has just about the same premise. Children talk about her coming to Korea in the early 2000s to get them, while others would claim to encounter her at night on a train, while walking home, or in an alleyway for whatever reason. She's wearing that red surgical mask and surgical masks of any kind are not really that uncommon in Korea. As a person crosses paths with her, she'll turn up to them and ask, Am I pretty? Do you think that I'm pretty? And of course the people are gonna be confused because you're not gonna really be able to see somebody besides their eyes. But if you tell her yes, she'll remove the mask, and when she removes her mask, it'll reveal a large gash across her face. It'll stretch from ear to ear, and she'll ask again, am I still pretty, while holding onto a scalpel. Regardless of what you say, she'll either give you the same slash on your face or end your life. There is a possibility to escape her if you encounter her, and the answer is to say she looks about average. It'll buy you enough time to run from her because she's confused. Don't look back and keep your head down. There are many versions regarding the outcome of meeting this woman. If you do get cut, it seems like your blood type has a major factor in how bad of a cut you would receive. If you had type a blood it was a small cut type B a little bit more towards a cut that would require some stitches AB types would be a cut that resembled a long smile and type O was the less fortunate because they would get a gash from ear to ear just like her so if you happen to come across a woman with crazed eyes wearing a red surgical mask try to avoid her On to our next story, a story regarding school bathrooms. We wouldn't have a good ghost story or an urban legend without the mentioning of ghosts in schools. And Korea is no exception. Korea is known for its hardcore educational system, with tons of pressure on kids to study well for their entrance exams. It wasn't uncommon in the past for some schools to be open late into the night, because of this so they could study or there were after school activities. The better the grades, they said, the more opportunities so to speak. Now this was another tale that was in the guidom Netflix series as well the very first episode. The legend speaks of two students, this one usually two girls, who fought to be the number one student of the school with top grades. However one girl always ended up as the second best and It created a deep-rooted jealousy. She was so full of resentment and was pressured consistently by her family to be better that in the end the runner-up girl decided to ask her rival to meet her on a rooftop of their school and when she met up with her she shoved this girl from the roof down to her death. The school ended up covering up this student's death as a suicide and the case was closed and now since the top student is dead the runner-up becomes the best student vengeful spirits are a very popular thing and this one has no exception the now deceased student became known as a kong kong ghost and she got that name from the sound that her head made when she hit the ground as she fell head first Her ghost jumps headfirst on the floor and haunts the school that she died in, and you don't want to be caught in the bathroom alone with her because she may just exact her revenge. Why the bathroom? Nobody really knows, but if you've ever seen bathrooms, especially if you've watched any kind of K-drama or anything like that, they're not necessarily the brightest looking things and they make for a definitely creepy ambiance. So best to avoid haunted school bathrooms at any given time. And that will do it for this episode. I hope you all enjoyed, and if you have any other stories that you would like for me to cover, please feel free to let me know. You can reach out at manicmanorpodcast at gmail.com, or on Facebook or Instagram at manicmanorpodcast. We also have a Patreon if you feel inclined to support, patreon.com slash manicmanorpodcast, Or you can just like and subscribe on YouTube at Manic Manor Podcast. I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday season, and I will see you in the next episode.